I barter all the time, and I always, I, like, for example, I just got an oil change. They quoted me $69. I got it down to 25 Wow. Wait, what? Wait, I need step-by-step. Step. <laughs> really? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. There's always room for jello. 814 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Meant to do something else here, but I, I'm doubling down on my assertion that you can haggle at retail stores over the price of virtually anything. I have heard that. I, consumer experts have talked about that. I, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just have a hard time believing that some part-time checker is going to be able to have the authority to say, okay, fine. You're I, because why wouldn't they just do that every time? Okay, sir, fine. Beep. Okay, think, ma'am, fine. Beep. Like, what, <laughs> well, what's it have, to them? You have to get the manager. I don't think that just any checker, I guess it depends on the store policy. Maybe the store says, yeah, somebody makes you a deal, or you have parameters or whatever. You know why it doesn't happen that much? Because people don't. We ask. don't do it. Right. right. I just pulled this off of a website called lifehacker.com. Uh, know where you can haggle. A lot of people aren't comfortable. Look, a lot of people aren't comfortable haggling, but there's really no need to be intimidated. The best case scenario is that you'll save money. Worst case scenario is you'll be told no. Uh, they even offer tips. Don't be a jerk. Negotiations shouldn't be adversarial. Remember, haggling is a conversation about price. Do your research. All these tips on here, but they say, absolutely, you can ask for a discounted price, even at major retailers. I've, I've heard of this happening. So is that because some items, i.e. a dress or some other piece of clothing, can ebb and flow in price, or you might be able to find it for a different price someplace else, so you might as well... Sure, you can do that. In some places, like price match... That's a little bit different. That's yeah. in the store policy. Well, I saw this. You bring in the ad. They say, okay, we'll match that price. I guess that's one form of that. Or if uh, something that if you're looking for ammunition could be like, this was just on sale last week. Or I know you're having a big sale next week. How about give me the 20% okay. off right now? I only have so much Kohl's cash. Yeah, right. Can you show Kohl's cash at a different store? You can sometimes <laughs> bargain at major retailers too, but you'll have more success when it comes to large ticket items like appliances or electronics. Consumer Reports... Study revealed 59% of people tried to bargain on electronics, scored discounts that averaged 84%. So of the people that tried to bargain, uh, sorry, averaged $84, not 84%. So they're saying this is a thing. People who ask for a better price, more often than not, get that better price, and they save on an average of $84. So I can go to Best Buy and say, hey, you know what, I don't want to pay that much for that flat screen, and then I might be able to chisel off some, some yeah. of the, really? On the old National Bank talk and text line, I barter for the BOGO sales if I don't want the second item. Also barter for, for the cheaper online price. Here's one. I worked in a big box retail store as a manager. They definitely did not allow people to haggle. Aha, right. Thank you, 414. I agree. And again, that's not what I want. I've talked about being confused at stores. And I, I love Kohl's, but they're one of the hardest places to find out what the price is because it's a red dot sale and then it's 50% off the dot. But then also you got your Kohl's cash or your yeah. this or your that. I'm like, how much are these pants? <laughs> like, name the price and I will either buy them or not buy them. Like, Well, it's some, I, I remember going to like an Applebee's or a Friday's once and the bartender gave us a free round and she said, well, because we have a couple that we, they ask us to give out every night meaning like during their shift 
And it's done intentionally, right? To create sure. create better atmosphere, get more people to stay longer, to return, to come back because they give a couple of free rounds. Let me get to this people. round there for you. Yeah. So could Mr. the Bill same Stanton? thing happen at the retail place? Could the checker like be, hey, you get one fifteen percent off that you can throw to somebody just to be nice? Clearly, it sounds like you have to ask for it. Look, it's all over. Just re- what did I go? I googled negotiating price retail stores. I got. How to haggle, even in a major retailer. I got, can I negotiate prices on a retail store? Yes and no. And then it goes through guidelines. 11 retailers where you can negotiate a lower price. Tips for negotiating with retailers. 10 tips for negotiating price in retail. Why would you say no? If I was working at at a big box place and this was something that I was able to do, if the company said, yeah, you can do that, well, I would never say no. (laughs) If you came and said, hey, I'd like a little bit of discount, I'd be like, all right. You probably have your parameter. If you've been empowered to do that at the register, you probably have a parameter, right? Well, right. I'm not going to give it for free, but if you can, why wouldn't you? What's it to you, the the part-time worker, right? Like, why would that matter? Greg Pancake Kill says people are calling now. All right. Who do, you, who do you got, G? Yeah, I got Darla from Slinger who says she has about an 85% success rate about really? haggling basically everything. Fantastic. Darla, hello. Hi. So yeah, you do I, this. I barter all the time, and I always, I, like, for example, I just got an oil change. They quoted me $69. I got it down to 25 Wow. Wait, what? Wait, I need step-by-step. Step. <laughs> really? So first yeah, of all, because I was just like, okay, I got this coupon, then I have this, and they're like, well, you can't stack coupons, and I'm like, well, they've got it at this price, and I can use this coupon there, and so then they're like, oh, okay, and then I had rewards dollars, so I used those, and I ended up paying twenty five dollars when I was done. Good that for is you. fantastic. I can't stand yeah, those and oil then, like, change I had places. A pair of, like I had a like I when Boston store was open, I would. Um, furniture. I got furniture at their, oh, at, um, out in Brookfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, remember that place. I used to get it at like 20, I used to get it about for 25% of the price. Like I usually got about 75% off. No kidding. Furniture is different though, right? Is that, is that a different echelon than say a clothing store? Pair of pants, whatever. Would you, would you haggle on yeah, clothing? Yeah, I've done that with clothing though too. I've gotten like, I remember, um, we had like an exchange at work. And I knew this girl needed really badly a black dress. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get that for her exchange gift because I had her name. And But we had a price that we could only spend 20 The dress was 100 I got it for $15. But she's like, there's no way you got this in the price range. And I oh. said, yep, here's the receipt. Okay, Darla, you and I, we got to go shopping, girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Holy cow. Are there places that it works I mean, I better do it all than the others? Time. Like I go to the grocery store and I do the same thing. I'm like, oh. I look at the different, I look at the different prices in the store, and I go, wait a minute here. This one says, like for example, eggs. They forgot to mark it down in one place, so I took the picture of it, and the, the price went up to two ninety nine. But they left the price tag in one place at a dollar eighty nine, and I got it for a dollar eighty nine. <laughs> See, yeah, are you insufferable? We'll, uh, we'll honor are, are you, that. When you come up, are someone like, "Oh my gosh, here's here this comes lady Darla again. again." She's in here every week hey, looking for a deal. So be honest. So can you <laughs> be honest? Can you tell? Can you tell a mark? You like, okay, that 17 year old part timer. I'm going to get that kid. All right, uh, you know. Or do you know where you're going to have more success than others just by the person? Can you see the person and know that they're going to? No, because you usually have to. You have. No, you have to usually get a manager involved. Usually the 17-year-old is not going to be able to do anything for you. Yeah, right. Let me get my manager, right? Yeah. But you do it with a smile on your face, right? 
Well, yeah, I just kind of go, <laughs> okay, here's the situation. Here's Because we'll see in Wisconsin, they have to honor the price that's posted unless if they have a notice that says that their flyer had the incorrect pricing or whatever. So, like, if you notice a price that's going up a lot, for example, like eggs, a lot of times they don't catch every single place that they, like, for example, uh, pick and save. They'll have eggs in, like, three different places. They might catch it in the main storage area that they the price change, but they're not going to catch it in all three places. Well, Darla, I am super glad oh. you called for two reasons. One, you reaffirmed that I knew what I was talking about on this. And then secondly, I think you've enlightened a lot of folks. How long today. is the line behind you, though? <laughs> <laughs> I usually try to go really early in the morning because the reason why I go really early in the morning is that the prices usually change overnight, but they haven't got them all on the t- on the shelves yet changed. Oh, nice. Good. See, she's playing the game. Darla, thank you. 823 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Got a couple more texts on this as well. Backing me up. <laughs> I was right. Eight twenty-seven on Wisconsin's Morning News on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. I've done it twice. Two different major retail stores. First time I was on fishing lures. Asked if I bought twenty of them. They'd knock a dollar off. They agreed. Another time I was looking at a coat. Manager walked by. Asked if I needed help. Told him I need a nice coat, but it's too expensive. He asked what it would take, and they named a price. They worked it out. I'm telling you really? that happens. So, but and then we got this one from Mike who says he worked in retail after retirement for five years. There was absolutely no negotiating by the retailer. I think both can be true. Like some places will do it. Some places won't. Maybe some shifts will do it. If you're trying to move inventory, would there be a reason why? But Darla was interesting because Darla, I felt like, whether it was haggling or not, it sounded like she haggled a little bit with like getting that dress down to 15 bucks or whatever it was. But a lot of times she was using... I don't want to say manipulating the system. No, finding but it, loopholes. Yeah, right. she was finding just different ways to be like, well, wait a minute, the eggs are priced at this price here, you know, yada, yada. So that that's different, isn't it? Is it is different than just pulling something off the rack that says, this is $50, I want it for 35 Right. For no reason. Why do you get it for 35 Just go. Do you ever haggle at like a uh, garage sale? Like you, when you're at someone's house? You almost feel like you have to, but like the worst is, and we've had garage sales too. Just take my stuff. I don't care. Right. That's kind of where we end up. No, on just, like, just take it off my bundling. property. They but, bundle together at garage sales. <laughs> Sales. Right, but so, when it's your kids' oh. thing and it's marked a quarter, can it? Would you take fifteen? It's a quarter. Give yeah. the kid two yeah. bits. Let's go. Yeah. Eight twenty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news. Eight thirty-six on Wisconsin's morning news. About the last we're going to hear from Odie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is a lunar lander. Did not make it to the South Pole without getting dinged up. So they landed this on the moon. We followed this closely last week. Well, now, dying breaths right now. We might have fractured that landing gear and tipped over gently. Yeah, just a, whether yeah. it was gentle, gentle or not, it tipped over, and that's the problem. That was the CEO of the company that built the lunar lander. Because the lander, nicknamed Odie, tipped onto its side after touching down on the moon, its solar panels are receiving only partial sunlight, which will dramatically shorten Odie's battery life. Intuitive Machines spent about $100 million on the lander, but collected about $118 million from the NASA payloaded carried. ABC's Jim Ryan. Odessus was uh, meant to send back data for more than a week, but it's now expected to wind down today, five days early. 
NASA is still, of course, hoping to put people back on the moon in the next couple of years. The Mobile World Congress is underway in Barcelona this week, and we're getting an update from ABC News technology reporter Mike Dubusky on all the new stuff that could be coming down the pipeline. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Tech Tuesday today, new offering from our guy at ABC News, technology reporter Mike Demusky is live with us from New York this morning on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Hey, Mike. Hey there. How are you? Uh, awesome. So a couple of things we wanted to ask you about on the tech front this morning. The, the Mobile World Congress underway in Barcelona this week. Anything we're going to see there that we didn't see earlier this year when you were at Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas? Yeah, so I think that's a good comparison, right? The, this is kind of like the CES of the global portable technology market. And and portable tech can be anything from smartphones to wearable technology. We're seeing a, a lot on both of those fronts. But kind of the most interesting announcement from the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona this year is the Lenovo Project Crystal. This is a transparent laptop, guys. It's a 17.3-inch screen, so it's pretty big, but you can see right through it. And Lenovo Novo says this thing gets so bright that uh, twice as bright as the latest MacBook Pros, as a matter of fact, that you can still see the content that you're working on, whatever program that you're running, while also seeing the desk behind you or the potted plant or the notebook or whatever you have on the desk in front of you. And I know you probably want to do that. (laughs) See, why would you want this? Well, it's it's cool. Well, it's not a new idea either. At CES earlier this year, we saw a number of transparent TVs, we remember. Well, now that technology is making its way over into the laptop space. And Lenovo, for its part, is not outlining like what this is for, which is kind of interesting. This is a concept device. They're not planning on putting it on sale. This is really just a proof of concept. They're, they're putting it out there to prove that the technology is viable and to see what ideas the public has about how it can be used. There's this idea floating around MWC that you could maybe put something behind the transparent screen and have it like overlay digital content on top of that, sort of like using an augmented reality headset without having to strap on this big bulky thing. But that demo did not work at Lenovo's presentation, so we're going to have to wait and see Mm. if this thing ever reaches the real world if that feature makes it. So I'm seeing more and more people, Mike, now wearing these wellness rings, and now Mm. Samsung has one, the Galaxy ring that they're offering up. Yeah, so we first got a little teaser of this at the Galaxy Unpacked event that Samsung held last month, but now we're getting more information about it. So this is a ring. It looks like a simple band. It comes in a bunch of different colors, and it has a bunch of sensors packed into it that track all different sorts of health things about you. And that can mean sleep tracking or for women, period and fertility tracking. And they're also going to offer this thing they call a vitality score, which essentially compiles all that together to give you a sense of how healthy you are doing in a general sense. A vitality score is what they're calling it. Um, There's no screen. The idea is that this thing tracks all that information and sends it back to your phone. And Samsung is not alone in this part of the market. The Aura Ring is is another big player here. So Samsung kind of getting to the game a little bit late, but they are a major established tech firm, not a startup. They kind of know what they're doing. So you have the backing of something that's a little bit more legitimate in some ways, but at the same time, it's a new category for them. So there will inevitably be some kinks to work out. Even still, Samsung sees this as one potential future in the wearable tech, specifically the health tech part of the tech space. ABC News tech reporter out of New York, Mike Debo. Dabowski is with us this morning. What's new on the AI front, Mike? 
big week in AI deal-making, guys, in the artificial intelligence space. Uh, earlier this week, we saw Microsoft make a major investment in a new company. It's called Mistral. It's an AI firm out of France. It's only about 10 months old. Uh, Microsoft investing $2 billion in this company. Um, as part of the deal, Mistral will be able to run its new large language model, think like a GPT-4 from OpenAI, on Microsoft's cloud computing system. So they get access to all of Microsoft's infrastructure and computing know-how. And then Microsoft gets another partner in the fast-developing AI space. This comes a little bit more than a year after they invested $10 billion in OpenAI, which is sort of the dominant player here. But in recent months, we've seen some leadership struggles at that company. We remember over Thanksgiving when we, I was on vacation and Sam Altman was ousted from that company and then came back. It's a very confusing time. Microsoft now investing in a different AI company, kind of broadening its horizons here a little bit. And of course, it comes after uh, last week, we saw Google make a major investment in Reddit of all companies to help that, uh, to use that platform, to use that website to help train its large language models. These things are able to replicate human speech in large part because they are trained on human writing. What is Reddit if not a full repository for human writing? So that is what they <laughs> yeah. see as the future of their AI model. But yeah, some big AI deals being made. Always interesting to look at the future with you, Mike. Thanks so much. Of course, guys. Take care. Mike Dubusky is the ABC News technology reporter. He's based out of New York, talking about all kinds of things. Have you they, seen those wellness rings, by the way? I guess I haven't. Tons I mean, of people wearing those now. So it's the equivalent of the watch, but now it's in a ring, and then it yeah. just reports back to something else. So then you're looking at an app on your phone that says sure. that you didn't sleep very good. <laughs> I don't know. And who gets to decide <laughs> whether you're well stressed. today? Right. Who's who's grading that test? And I guess what what do you do to fix it? <laughs> That's the thing. If it's right, because if you're just getting all this data and choosing to ignore it... <laughs> Well, I mean, you're not supposed to ignore it just because that's what you would do. doesn't mean that's what most <laughs> ring yeah. users do. Another, another crappy night's sleep. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, wellness ring. 846 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Eight forty nine, Wisconsin's morning news. One more time with the forecast here, brought to you by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Crazy day ahead. High of seventy at the lake, seventy three your inland high. Showers and storms possible this afternoon and again through the evening as our temperatures drop to a low of twenty. We wake up tomorrow to the chance of some early snow. Getting a little bit more information about the uh, missing child from Manitowoc County, the three year old Elijah Vang, who's been missing now for more than a week. So. There was a court hearing yesterday involving the two adults, the primary adults in his life anyway at the moment, his mother and uh, the guy who was taking care of him slash disciplining him. Yeah, they call him a caregiver, but if that yeah. is truly truly what he was, he was the worst ever caregiver. So, yeah, his name was Jesse Vang, and according to the Chris criminal complaint, he was given the child to help make him a man, according to his mother. Her words. Yeah. Because so, this three-year-old so badly needed to be, quote-unquote, disciplined yeah. that she sent him for a, for a week of what also the criminal complaint called boot camp yeah. at the hands of Vang. So Vang would have him, like, stand in the corner and time out. Um, he had one toy that he was never allowed to play with. Again, this is a three-year-old. He'd mess himself, and he'd make him take a cold shower. 
um, as you know, retribution or punishment for that. Make him stand and pray for a long time, and ultimately, the kid ended up just disappearing, according to Vang. Vang told police that he took a nap early in the morning, woke up, and the kid was gone. One of the jobs that Eric and I have is we have to read these criminal complaints that yeah. come down from police, and um, <laughs> sometimes that's a really hard job. Oh, man, they're awful. As parents of children both, yeah. you know, I did not want to read the complaint against Katrina Bauer or against Jesse Vang. There's some awful stuff in there. Not to belabor the point, but just so you know what we're dealing with here, I want to pull a couple of things out of those criminal complaints. And Eric mentioned that uh, the little guy, uh, Elijah Vu, was sent to stay with Vang, to, uh, oh, to, right, to whom he's not related. Vang is dating Katrina Bauer, or they were in a relationship of some sort. So this mother of the three-year-old child, there's been no mention of the father, whether or not that's a person who's in his life. But Katrina Bauer says, well, you know, the three-year-old's acting up. He has behavior issues. And A, timeouts are used as a disciplinary matter, right? Um, Nothing wrong with teaching a child to pray. When the timeout is three hours standing in a corner praying and reciting things for a three-year-old, obviously then we have a problem. And that's one of the things that's detailed in the complaint. Let me pull this from the complaint against Bauer. She stated that Jesse Vang was the enforcer of rules in the relationship, and that was the reason for sending the victim to stay with Vang. She discussed with him various limits that, according to the criminal complaint, she was otherwise fine with whatever discipline Vang enforces. She gave examples of discipline, including praying, saying he was sorry, and going over four rules that the victim is supposed to be memorizing. It's three. Three-year-old child. Three-year-olds need to be disciplined. No question. You have to do that in your home. But you don't make them stand in a corner or recite things or memorize these rules. Well, one of the things that's interesting about this, too, is that she lied to police, according to prosecutors. So a couple times. Mom said she wasn't in the area when he disappeared. Well, it turns out forensic evidence would indicate that she was in the area. Uh, still no, absolute no sign of where this boy is. And that's the part that it gets me, because at three years old, I mean, there's obviously there's a million theories going around as they continue to investigate. I don't know if at three you would... Would you have the mind? He was a, he was scared of Vang. We know that according to the, the criminal complaint, he was scared of the guy. But would he have been able to leave the apartment on his own? Would he have been able to run away? That part, I think, they're still trying to get their arms around. At some point, this is not discipline. This is child abuse. So I I, I don't know a ton about this case, but I would I would certainly look at the histories of these two people. It wouldn't be out of the the scope of uh, belief that maybe a family member intervened and took the kid. You know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But to to have a three year old wander off, I, I never buy that story because it's not likely that a three. They're, they're very timid. Most most children, they're not going to go wandering off. I know we all we see the kids running around in, in grocery stores. That's different when they're in an outside environment or an environment that scares them. They're not going to go running off to, to strangers. So this to me is a child abuse issue, and hopefully it has a happy ending. I don't know that it will. Yeah, that, just because that's the sad part. Uh, and Steve's in the studio with us as uh, he gets set for his show. You know, just because two these are the only charges so far doesn't mean there won't be right, more right. charges down the road. Right now, it's child neglect, right? But if the criminal complaint is uh, proven, if what's stated in there is proven to have happened, you could see other charges following as well. You know, Eric mentioned, you know, him the child Elijah Vu being afraid of Vang. Mm. Yeah, one of the punishments he would give him is. Or he would, according to the criminal complaint, ask him repeatedly, do you want some cold water? And he would put him, give him cold showers as punishment for not following through on the other punishment to Vang's liking. Vang stated, uh, put him in punishment, 
said he would stand in the corner, stand by the bed by me. He gets pretty tired from, I guess, like from standing, too. He explained he does not want to be mean to him, but he's trying to teach him to be more respectful. He was asked about another incident. Yeah, probably standing for two to three hours. Bang said uh, when he wasn't able to do that, if the victim tried to sit down, he would say, you want cold water? And then indicated, here's another line, he's fine. It's not like his knees are shaking and about to fall over, you know. Like, no, no, this is this is okay. So I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old grand, grandchildren as well as an eight-year-old. And I can't even imagine the scenario where I would make them stand for three hours. These are kids who require naps. They are, they are kids who require constant attention in a positive way. And you wonder why our world is in some ways screwed up. Because parents aren't doing what parents should be doing. They're, they're doing these types of things. And that breeds adults who get even worse as adults. You, you, you wonder why the, you know, the crime rate's exploding. There's no discipline. This is not discipline. This is child abuse. And it's frustrating. It makes me angry. But that's the world we live in now. we got to do something about it. That search now, as Eric indicated, enters its second week this morning. But the sign's so ominous. I, I think you're right. If, if the little guy could have escaped, and maybe that's possible... You have to think, no matter... Someone I guess would have we spotted him, you would hope. Since these folks are clearly liars also, like, who knows when he actually... Right. We know when he was reported missing. Who knows at what point did he, even if that's what happened, did he actually go missing? Still a lot we don't know. And again, there could be more charges yeah. down the road as the investigation continues. What do you got working on for the next hour? I got uh, a couple of great guest political writers, James Wagerson and Dan Schaefer. We're going to talk about the crazy in politics, which is not a... Oh, I don't know that that's... <laughs> you have any <laughs> yeah. mileage there? Oh, right? trust me, there's a lot of crazy in politics. We're going to dissect that with really? my two guests hmm. in the next hour. Political Power Hour with Steve Scafidi <laughs> is coming your way next on WTMJ.